Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share the Word of God with you today. Uh, today we are going to look at um, the uh, passage from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Book of Romans is found after the book of Acts in the New Testament. It is written by Apostle Paul around 57 AD. The purpose of the book is to um, explain uh, Roman Christians um, the plan of salvation, um, the righteousness of Christ, and uh, through his righteousness, we are being redeemed and saved. It is one of the best books in the New Testament to understand what Christianity is all about. So... Today we are going to just look at two two verses, not four, not five, only two verses, not a whole chapter. So that these two verses are personally my favorite verses in the whole New Testament because they sum up uh, of what God has done and what should be our response as Christians in light of what God has already done. Um, these two verses has challenged me over the years and made me uh, make some important changes in my life. Um, I know that a lot of us do not like the word change, but these two verses talk about a radical change in a person's life who follows Jesus Christ. As their Lord and Savior. So uh, let's turn with me to Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Paul writes, Therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is the word of God. Father God, thank you so much for your awesome grace and amazing mercy that you displayed in your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ. On his cross, on his death, and the resurrection. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for obeying God and doing what you were supposed to do in order to redeem us and save us from our sins and also give us eternal life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us and guiding us. In your name I pray. Amen. So, these two verses, like I said earlier, are the verses of change. Paul is talking to Romans and Roman Christians and generally all Christians in the world, um, even to this day, and urging them. Urging means he's... Uh, in in a, in the in New King James Version, it says, I beseech you, I urge you 
I, I am sort of like begging you that whatever God has done, whatever God has done in light of what God has done, this should be your response. So before we go to the response, let's talk about what God has done for us. In chapters 1 to 11, Paul has explained what God has done in Jesus Christ. He's saying that we were deep in our sins. We, were, we couldn't save ourselves. We, we had no way of following all the laws, keeping all the laws and changing ourselves, transforming ourselves, saving ourselves from our sins. And that's why God sent his son Jesus Christ to die for us on the cross and because of his death, because of his crucifixion, because of his sacrifice, because of his resurrection, you and I are saved. And because what God has done, now our response should be in light of everything he's done. Not as an obligation, not as a duty, but in light of what God has done. This should be our response. In light of God's mercy, mercy is not something that we deserve. Mercy is like God is having mercy on human condition and giving them an opportunity through Jesus Christ, his son, to be one with him. That's mercy. We do not deserve God's mercy, but in his perfect will, in his perfect love, he gave us this mercy as a gift. So in view of his mercy, in view of what God has done, we should offer our lives as a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice is like an oxymoron because sacrifice always means giving up something. In Old Testament sacrifice, uh, there was a sacrificial uh, law where people, Jews, used to bring sacrificial animals and those sacrificial animals always had to die to redeem Israel, to redeem Jews from their sin. But Paul is saying, in view of God's mercy, you and I present our bodies, give our bodies as a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice until we don't understand the concept of living sacrifice, it will be impossible for us to live for God. Second verse explains that what that living sacrifice looked like. That living sacrifice is not following the desires and passions of this world. It's not like I want to be in the world so that I can enjoy the world and be like the world and do the things that the world does. The living sacrifice is like, this is how I want to follow Jesus. 
And even if I have to say no to the things that are dear to me, while we are living, we can make these sacrifices in our lives willingly, happily, not out of the sense of duty or obligation or not like, I have to do it. If I don't, I will not enter into heaven. Remember, Paul said, therefore, therefore, because God has done everything for you. He has made a place for you. He has chosen you for eternity. Jesus has done everything for you. You don't have to earn your place in heaven, heaven by lifting yourself with your bootstraps. You don't have to work harder and harder to earn heaven like many other religions teach. The more you read Bible, the more you pray, the more you fast, the more you give, the more you do good things, you will earn points in heaven. That's not what Paul meant here. That's not what Christianity is all about. You cannot earn a single point in heaven by doing good things or good deeds. The only way we can earn heaven is by placing our trust in Jesus Christ. Because He has done it all. He has paid it all. So in view of what God has done, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is our spiritual act of worship. This is how we worship God. We do not live like the world, even though we are in the world. We follow Jesus Christ. Our leader, our master, our savior, Jesus Christ, lived in the world, very much involved in the world. He walked with sinners. He ate with sinners. He talked to sinners. He talked to the outcasts. He went to places. He did everything in his world at that time. Yet, he chose not to conform to the patterns of this world. He chose not to be oppressive. He chose not to be racist. He chose not to be aggressive. He chose not to hate anyone. He reached out to the people who were outcast by society. Prostitutes, tax collectors, thieves, lepers. That was his group. And that's how we follow him in this world. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. Before we were in Christ, we were of the world. Doesn't matter how good we were. Doesn't matter how many good things we did, how many poor people we helped. We are, once we are in Christ, we are not any longer supposed to follow the pattern of this world. But be transformed, be changed. Become something. Transformed word is like, it's like a word, you know, in Greek it's metamorphosis, which means when a caterpillar is a caterpillar, it's a tiny bug. But 
after spending some time in the cocoon, it becomes a beautiful butterfly. It transforms. And how do we, how do we are supposed to transform? By renewing our mind. To make our minds new. Before Christ, we had an older mind. We had an older self. We had an older attitude. We had, we used to do the things like the way the world does. But once we are in Christ, after accepting Him as our Lord and Savior, after reading and studying His Word, after making a decision that this is what I'm going to follow, this is who I'm going to follow, we are renewing our mind. A lot of us always ask, what is God's will for me? What does God want me to do? Where do I go from here? What should I do with my life? Paul said, then once we renew our mind, once we fill our mind with God's knowledge, His word, then we will know what is God's will. His good pleasing and perfect will. Friends, without studying the Word of God, without spending time in understanding this book that we have in front of us, Bible, it is impossible to know God's mind. We are the fortunate generation who has millions and millions of books written on about theology, on purpose of life as a Christian, on many, many topics uh, related to the Bible. We have these treasures lying before us. Just recently, I went to Heritage Christian Bookstore before the lockdown, and the amount of Bible study tools we have there, it is mind-boggling. God has blessed us with these resources. Use them. Study Bible. Because without studying the Word of God, it is impossible to understand the will of God. It is impossible to renew our mind. It is impossible to be transformed. God has not asked us to do several things. We, don't, we do not follow the legalistic religion. We follow the religion that the faith that frees us it's not even a religion it's a faith that frees us so apostle paul is saying do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will so today if you really want to know what God wants from you, open your Bible, not just read it, but study it. Consult your pastors, consult your Christian friends who are walking with the Lord, who have good testimony in their lives. Ask them. Ask them, how can I transform my life? What should I do? It's not an outward transformation. It's not like something that we wear or something that we do. It's the transformation that begins first 
in our minds and then it will take over our personalities. So my brothers and sisters, I hope that today's word makes sense to you. Apostle Paul is urging, is requesting, is asking us that God has done everything he could do to save us. He can do more, but he has done according to his plan everything that we need to save ourselves. So, in response to what God has done, let's offer our lives as living sacrifices to him. Do it with a cheerful heart. If you're called to give, give with a cheerful heart, whether it's money or your time. If you're called to serve, serve with a cheerful heart. Whatever you're called to do, do it with a cheerful heart, not out of the sense of duty or obligation. Spend time in the Word of God. That's the only way we can renew our mind. And once our mind is renewed, our lives are new. We are no longer the old self, but we become new. Thank you once again for giving me the opportunity to share the Word of God with you. And I hope and pray that God will use this, these two verses to transform your life as he did mine. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for speaking to us. Holy Spirit, renew our minds so that we can no longer live like the world lives but we will be transformed according to your word, according to your will. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your awesome sacrifice on the cross. In your name I pray. Amen.